Welcome, welcome back, Tiger Hawk fans, along with my partner Chris Gash today. Got plenty of store for you today. Uh, coming off week one, so why don't we get right into it? Yeah, I mean, we have a couple of big surprises, our biggest disappointments, three waiver wire pickups to watch, and then our prediction for this upcoming Thursday night game. Um, I'll start off with my one of my biggest surprises of this past week, and it was the Washington football team. Not only did they come back from a 14 nothing or 17 nothing deficit, I don't remember 17 exactly nothing. what it was. 17 um, but they sacked Carson Wentz, I think it was eight times or nine times. Um, and you, it wasn't that much of a surprise, the sacks, because you knew coming into the season that they were going to have one of the better defensive lines with Chase Young. Um, and he got to the quarterback. So it was good to see Chase Young and the entire Washington football team play well. I mean, Dwayne Haskins played well, and he's not a guy that has many receivers around him. Um, another question was the running game. And it's something to watch the football team because they don't have a solid running game and how long it's going to last. But it was a big win for them because they beat the Eagles. They beat a division team, and they're one. Oh, and they're the only team in that division that has a win. I mean, so I was going to say that place. that was a big win by the Eagles, by the Washington football team. Wow, big loss by the Eagles there. Um, and I, I beat me into my topic. Uh, Eagles huge disappointment this uh, this week. Um, coming as Washington football team, who not only does have a great team and was projected to be a low team in our projections and most projections around the NFL and the uh, reporters. So the Eagles' offense looked awful. Carson Wentz did not look good at all. Had a couple of decent plays. He looked good on some plays. Um, really didn't look good at all. And the Eagles used it appointment. Defense wasn't solid. Was solid for the first half, and the second half came and. They let the Redskins run right over them to the run game, the passing game. They made, they made Dwayne Hassan like a stud QB. And recently, he's not. So, big disappointment with the Eagles and the high hopes that they had this season. After week one, it looks like it's all downhill from them. But hopefully, they have a bounce back in week two and we can see the Eagles maybe be on a surprise list and blow some teams out this upcoming season. But after week one, huge disappointment. Yeah, I mean... Uh, they don't. They did suffer some injuries too, so it's going to be something to watch. They did. But that brings me to another surprise, and it was the play of Mitch Trubisky. Um, the Bears going into the fourth quarter had a winning percentage of two percent, and Trubisky threw a couple of touchdown passes in that fourth quarter. And I say Mitch Trubisky is the biggest surprise because there was the whole quarterback controversy in the off season of who's going to start Nick Foles or Trubisky, and he comes out and he wins the game. And I think that was big for him because he's a young quarterback still trying to establish himself. And I know people tried to rip on him because he wasn't the most accurate quarterback, but it's something I said earlier in one of our previous podcasts. I think Mitch Trubisky is someone that can surprise a lot of people. And he did in week one. Um, And I think the bears can be a team that surprises a lot of people. And I know they played the lions who didn't have a great secondary, but a win's a win. And to do it in that fashion where they come back from, such a large deficit in the fourth quarter is a really good look for Mitch Trubisky. I agree with that. Uh, Mitch Trubisky definitely was not on my top list coming into the season, but he definitely proved me wrong. He had a great season, a great week. Hopefully he has a great season upcoming forward and definitely a good surprise in week one. But I'll go with my first surprise after I gave my disappointment of the Eagles. We'll go with the Cardinals. Now, I've been high-hoped on the Cardinals since they 
the first podcast talking about DeAndre Hopkins, and it came to show. DeAndre Hopkins got 14 receptions, I believe, for like 150 yards and a touchdown. Kyler Murray was able to scramble when he had to, get it done. Their defense was solid against uh, the 49ers offense, who produced a lot of points. Um, yeah, Jimmy G was not the great of QB. He didn't have many weapons, so that people can say that. But the Cardinals defense did step up. The offense was definitely there. Where you saw the offense valuable and how Kyler Murray is and how they're utilizing their wide receivers. Um, so I think the Cardinals are a big surprise to people who thought the Cardinals were not going to take the next step, and I think they took the next step. So hopefully they can continue off this week one win and only bring it to furthers. Yeah, I mean, they beat a good team, too. Um, they yeah. beat the run, the team that won the NFC last year in the 49ers. So, it's definitely a good win for Kyle Murray. Um, do you have another surprise? or? I do, and it's Minshew Magic. Um, going to Minshew was – came into the league last year, and a lot of people did, underlooked him, but he had a great first week. Um, threw a touchdowns, was able to get a win – against the Colts who most people thought the Colts were going to go into Jacksonville and blow them out. Just take them away and make Jacksonville the worst team in the league. But they stepped up. Minshew had connection with his rookie wide receiver, the best or not. DJ Chuck had a decent uh, week. So there's definitely questions around the running game. But if Garner Minshew can hold it down, maybe Minshew Magic and the Jaguars are not only going to be that bad this year. So Minshew Magic was a great surprise for me this, this uh, week. Hopefully, he number one. Hopefully. I mean, I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Let's, uh, give me some more Minshew magic here. Yeah, I mean, um, that brings me to my biggest disappointment in the Colts because uh, not only did I have their defense in fantasy this week, which is kind of biased towards this disappointment, but they truly were disappointed. Oh, 100%. Like, I agree with you. I had the defense too. They had all True the hype going into the season with Phillip Rivers coming over from L.A. Um, they got Jonathan Taylor in the draft. Uh, they got DeForest Buckner from San Francisco. So they put a couple pieces on that team, and they were supposed to definitely beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they didn't. Um, they let Gardner Minshew throw three touchdown passes. Uh, they let a team that basically revamped their entire team. Not only did they lose, like, little pieces, like they lost star players. And the Colts just lay down and let them walk all over them. Um, they had the lead in that game, too, for most of the game, and they just couldn't finish. So it was definitely disappointing mm-hmm. to see the Colts lose that game. Hopefully they can bounce back next week. Um, it was an embarrassing it, loss for the Colts, put, put it that way. It was, it was not, not the way you want to start off the season. No, not at all. Especially with the high hopes you came in with, not at all. But that's moving into my last disappointment here. Starting off the season, the Browns offense – was supposed to be one of the best offenses. To my knowledge, with the weapons they had, with the head coach coming in offensive-minded, and yet again, I'll say this one more time, yet again, the Browns offense went to shambles. They put up six points. Yes, I know they were playing the Ravens. All right, they have a good defense. They've always had a good defense. But with that offense, the weapons you have in Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and don't forget about Odell Beckham Jr. And they did have the joke for Dean Bid before he got injured. So with all those pieces there, and they upgraded the offensive line by getting someone in the draft, getting Jack Conklin over from um, the Titans. They had all these pieces there, and yet again, 
Their offense. Appointment. So I hope they turn this around because I've had high hopes on the Browns. And if they can't turn this around and still put up low numbers and low points, then they, it's an embarrassment. They should fall down and cry and be the bottom of the division every single year because after this past week, it's an embarrassment for me even to say that they're a good offense. I hope they bounce back. I believe in them, but this offense needs to step their shit up because you have two top receivers and a top tight end and two top running backs. There should be no way you're putting six points up, even against the Ravens. Put up 21 points. Make it look, seem a little better that you're giving effort because that was an embarrassing showcase and a true disappointment to start off the season for the Browns. Yeah, it was definitely disappointing for the Browns' offense to play that way yet again. I think their problem is that they're just trying to force the ball to Odell, and they can't just agreed. They can't. They have all these weapons. They need to use that Odell to their advantage to what he can do. But with all the weapons they have, they have to use every part of their offense because their offense is so dynamic that even if they don't use Odell one game and Landry steps up one game, and they still win, then it's a freaking win. You don't need to utilize Odell. If Odell wants to leave because he's not going to use that enough, then you let him go because your offense is still dynamic. Yeah, I mean, they have Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb really didn't get going in that game. No. I know they're playing catch-up for most of the game, but you still got to have that offense go through Nick Chubb. Um, to come out on the first drive and throw an interception was also not great for your momentum. To start off the season with their no. interception is a down, that downer, but I'm still not giving up on the Browns. Um, Neither am I. I much said their deployment. I'm, I, I, I rode them this far. I really want to say they bounce back. Um, so I, I won't give up on either, Ed. Long you, uh, Chris. But moving on oh, yeah. to my second disappointment, I think it was, to me, the most surprising disappointment because you had the Giants offensive line who coming into the year was supposed to be rebuilt. I mean, they got Andrew Thomas, who didn't really play terribly in that game, but it still wasn't enough. I mean, you have Nate Solder, who's one of the highest-paid offensive linemen. Oh, they don't have Nate Solder. Nate oh, Solder opt out. Yeah. Um, but still, you rebuilt that offensive line. There's a bunch of young guys on that. Even your professional football players, that offensive line did not even look like a peewee league. I mean, Daquan Barkley was getting tackled behind the offense, behind the line of scrimmage, three or four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Um, their pass protection wasn't terrible, but their run blocking was awful. And I know Jason Garrett wants to get the ball to Saquon because he got the ball to Zeke when he was in Dallas. So the offense is going to be through Saquon. The offensive line needs to be better. Um, you don't get going without Saquon. He's the whole, heart and soul of your offense. He's going to touch the ball first and second down, probably third down too. It and, realistically, as much as the offense is awful, there was pieces that I saw that were definitely good. I mean, one hand I liked. Fleming, who's now on our, our tackle position, didn't do good at all, but I see improvement there. But I'll tell you one guy that I saw – and I thought he should not even be touching the snap at center with Nick Gage. He was getting bullied up the middle on every single snap, missing blocks. So, in total, the offline was a mess. And they said it in the broadcast. So, maybe it was a week one fluke. Maybe they needed more time to build together because there was no spring training. So, maybe that was a factor. But you're right. The disappointment of the O-line of the Giants needs to improve if the Giants want to get step forward. Because I like the offense. The offense I saw from the Giants was a new-look offense, the way Miles Garrett runs his offense and how he ran it with the Cowboys. So maybe the disappointment would bounce back next week and we'll see what's going on. But that's a definitely a big disappointment from this past week. 
And yeah, I mean, um, the Giants are in a division where it's going to be back and forth all year. So they have room to improve, but you don't want to fall too far, too far behind. So you really got to figure out that offensive line issue in New York because it seems like it's been going on for years now. Um, and you're going to, you want to give the ball to Saquon, you need the offensive line. But moving on to our waiver wires for next week, um, first on my list is Logan Thomas. And he's a guy that can be last year's Darren Waller. Um, he had a touchdown. He had eight targets in the game against Philadelphia. So he's definitely someone that is going to be looked at because he's on Washington who only has Terry McLaurin really to catch the ball. So if Dwayne Haskins can create that connection, he definitely could be a top tight end this year and someone that is on the waiver wire. Couldn't agree with that more. Um, you saw that in the game, how many touches Thomas got, how many looks he got. So I can definitely see that. But I'll go with my first one. And I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going with Darius Slayton. Um, there's a lot you can say about Darius Slayton, how maybe this week could be a fluke week. But if you're looking for a guy for wide receivers, Darius Slayton's your guy. He gets looks at six, seven targets a game, maybe even more. Catches majority of the balls that were thrown in this past week. And he goes to the long ball. So a deep ball with a depleted secondary, if you play in a team with one of the best secondaries, looking for a deep ball, Daniel Jones will throw Darius Slayton those balls every once in a while. So that's a big catch for him. And yet again, the wide receivers can't stay healthy. Slayton has been the only guy that's been staying healthy. So Darius Slayton probably, in my opinion, the true number one in the Giants behind Shepard, who people argue is number one. But Darius Slayton, I would definitely, if you need a wide receiver, good snag on the way away. I 100% agree. I mean, Slayton, I don't think, was a fluke. I think he's creating that connection with Daniel Jones. He's had the most touchdowns since week five of last year in the NFL. So he's definitely someone to watch out for. Um, he's probably going to be on a lot of teams after this week because of the big week he had last week. So, But my number two on the waiver wire is Gardner Minshew. Um, we talked about him before, how he was a surprise. Um, he had three touchdown passes. He has the receivers now, the young wide receivers with DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault. So he's going to have – looks in the red zone because they got rid of Leonard Fournette, so they're going to have him run in slants. And he also, and he also so thing is, Minshew will be throwing the ball in the end zone a lot. Throwing the ball. And another big thing about Minshew, and it's big way-wise, he runs the ball too. That's another big thing you look for in a QB, especially fantasy-wise. That if they can run the ball, it adds more points and more fantasy value to your team. Um, but I'll go my next regular wide pickup. And this is one that I think I overlooked and didn't really think much about is Malcolm Brown. Um, the Rams running back system, there's three running backs there. There's Brown, there's Akers, and there's Henderson. And Malcolm Brown, are you sure? Um, and they definitely going to use him on third down. Even if they don't use him first and second down, he's going to get the third down carries. He's going to get red zone carries. But he's a big guy. He runs through people. He scores touchdowns on the red zone. They utilized him a lot. He, he had 17 carries for maybe around 80-something yards and a touchdown. So he definitely got used a lot in the running game for the Rams. So be on watch for Malcolm Brown and see what he can do this upcoming season at a big waiver wire pickup after week one. Yeah. Um, then moving on to my number three is Anthony Miller. And I think he's someone to watch on the waiver wire because he did have a decent week last week. He had a touchdown catch late in the game. Um, he's someone that people considered a sleeper coming into the year. And now with all the drama with Allen Robinson supposedly requesting a trade because he's not getting that extension, I think there could be a lot of drama. So 
say Allen Robinson moves on, who's the guy there? And I think that's Anthony Miller. Um, he's quick. He's going to be a deep ball threat. He's going to have, he's going to be taking the top off defenses. So if Trubisky plays the way he did last <clears throat> week and Anthony Miller becomes a guy, I think he's someone that is on the wave wire can end up being a flex spot later in the year. Agreed. I see that. Um, especially Allen Robinson leaving, Anthony Miller taking that bigger role. If if Robinson leaves and Miller takes a bigger role, and Trubisky steps up, I definitely see even Miller with Robinson the there. I think um, Anthony Burr could be a solid, uh, low end flex. I I mean, I see in deeper Miller, leagues he's a yeah, low end. Flex. Yeah, in deeper league, if if you need a deep type guy, Anthony Miller's your guy. But I'll go with the guy that a lot of people think shouldn't be a starting tight end or a flex option if you need one. And that was Godwin on the Eagles. Um, he, you saw he had a breakout week this past week. He's last year, he started to take less receptions away from Zach Ertz. And now, now they have Goddard. And once he's been throwing Goddard more and more receptions to Goddard and more targets to Goddard, Ertz could be moving on. Maybe Ertz is done and they're moving on to Goddard. Or maybe Goddard's taking over the load. I really like Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard is going to continue doing what he's doing right now. He's going to take more receptions away from Ertz. He's going to step up and have a bigger role. And that offense because the Eagles like him, Carson Wentz likes him. So if you need a tight end, you need a low end flex option, or you just want to screw someone over, you need a tight end, you take Dallas Goddard because he's going to continue to put the numbers up he did week after week. Yeah, and I think Goddard's in a similar situation to Anthony Miller where he could take over the role because Zach Ertz is another guy that was looking for an extension and it didn't work out, and there's a lot of drama over there. I mean, he, Ertz and <laughs> Howie Roseman, the GM, got in a heated argument. Uh, couple of days ago. So, and there's rumors of Ertz being on the trade market. So Goddard is definitely a guy who's even viable with Ertz there. I mean, he had yeah. a big game last week. So I think Goddard is a great waiver wire pickup. Um, anyway, moving on to Thursday night. What are your thoughts? Um, we have Bengals, Browns, Bengals coming off loss, Browns coming off a big loss. Joe Burrow in his first primetime game. I'm excited. In another Thursday night game, Baker Mayfield won his very first NFL game on Thursday night against the New York Jets. Does he do it again? I think he does. Um, I think a good. I think after the show in Week One, they're going to do something in the camp. The fans, he's not going to take it lightly. What happened? He's going to do something to change the the motto, the, the vibe of what is going on. I hope he does. I've been high on the Browns, so I'm taking the Browns Week One. Um, not a blowout. I. Just don't know if he's going to blow out from the offense, but I think they're going to put a lot of points up. I hope Joe Burrow can do better than he did because he definitely has high hopes. He has wide receivers there. He has the running back there. So I'd like to see Joe Mixon incorporate a little more into the offense. Maybe he can hold on to the ball because I knew he fumbled the ball this past week. Um, but I think there is very high hopes for what the Browns can offense can do. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking for the Browns to win this game. Um, and – I hope the Bengals can show up a little bit. Um, but we'll change it up a little. I'm going to give a prediction here for the score. And we're going to try to do this for every primetime game. I'm going to go for the score. I'm going to go 31-17 as my score for the Browns. Browns, uh, Bengals games, Browns in favor. So, Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, I got to go with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think they're going to bounce back, like you said. I think Baker came out after the game yesterday and said he's not going to be forcing the ball to Odell. And I think that's going to be on his mind. He's going to want to spread the ball. He's going to let the game come to him. 
and he's going to let Odell work. I mean, he said that it, not that he doesn't want to get the ball to Odell, but it's just going to come. And I think that's exactly right. Um, and I think he's going to get back on track against the Bengals in a big division game. And I really do hope Joe Burrow plays well. Um, obviously, you always want to see a high rookie play well. And my score prediction, I don't think it's going to be too high scoring. And I think it's going to be 24 to 10 Browns. I think we're similar ideas there, similar picks. Uh, we both believe Brown have a bounce back week. Um, after week one, I think there's a lot of teams out there that surprised us, surprised the league, surprised fantasy owners. There's a lot of teams that are big disappointment. But a lot of teams that showed improvement, a lot of teams that definitely can show a big step in to being an impactful team in divisions and in the NFL. Yeah, Just definitely. Just upcoming weeks. Definitely. And um, on Friday, we're going to – making our podcast and we're going to give you our predictions for the Sunday lineup and hopefully yeah. cover up some news that happened around the NFL. If there is some big stories that happened during the week. So uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on our channels um, at Tiger Hawk sports and then check out thrive fantasy. There's a couple prop bets. I used it all week and it was great. It made some money. So definitely use code Hawk. 0810 when you check out our fantasy. Yep. Yep. Uh, guys, we do this for you. Just help us out. Any comment, anything, like, subscribe. Um, we enjoy doing it. We enjoy giving this information. So with that, Tiger Hawks out.